It's Amber Bradley, your host for the unscripted side of LP. It's Talk LP Podcast time. What's up, everybody? It's Amber Bradley, your host for the Talk LP Podcast, the unscripted side of LP. Super excited to have Adonis Jacovides. Chief of Loss Prevention for none other than the Ritz-Carlton Hotel Company. I'm a huge fan. Not to say I get to go there all the time, but love it. Welcome. I'm so glad that you're able to join us. Thank you. Thank you, Amber, for, for having me uh, to your podcast. It's it's a pleasure. And at 9 o'clock at night over in Cyprus. So It is. It is. Yeah, it's <laughs> 9 o'clock, but it's... it's um, I can't tell you that today was a beautiful weather. It was actually rainy, uh, for, strangely enough, but yeah. But it normally is pretty beautiful over there, right? Yeah, normally it's, a, it's, it's sunny all day. Uh, okay, now in the winter it gets a little bit cold in the evenings, but uh, for me I'm, I'm kind of used to the cold weather, so I, I don't mind it. Well, I think everybody... All of our listeners have to be familiar. If you've never stayed there, you're certainly familiar with the standard of the Ritz-Carlton. It's iconic, super well-known. We were talking before we hit record that as a awareness and training solution provider myself, it is staggering um, how incredible the level of service is at every single Ritz-Carlton across the globe is, is always incredible. That's And I really think that's what people love about the brand you know is that you can always count on the same level of service which is mind-blowing how you guys accomplish that it's uh yeah ritz culture needs uh, i mean i'm i'm proud to be part, part of this family now um it's all about the detail uh we're glad to give um the the service that people want to get uh, service always with a smile, and there is a never a no to anybody. We can we can make it happen. Yeah, I love um, the, the the tagline we were talking about. You know that you are ladies and gentlemen serving ladies and gentlemen. That's right. It's it's as simple as that, and it's very powerful, and it works. So we 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 love serving ladies and gentlemen. What I think is neat about that, you know, inherently when you think about. Um, just the, the words of that is show such respect to not only your guests, but your employees that are there, which talk a little bit about that in your experience. I know you've been with them a, a while and Marriott a longer time, but, you know, in the hospitality space, you know, the, even just the, the words of that showing and empowering your own internal employees. You, you said it, Amber, you said the, the magic word, empowering. Um, and you, you are you are right. All the associates, uh, but by you calling them ladies and gentlemen, uh, you already motivate them uh, to do the best they can do. Um, the ladies and gentlemen that uh, working uh, hard to serve their ladies and gentlemen, they get empowered to do this. Uh, what what they do day in day out uh, that's from housekeeping to the concierge to maintenance in my department loss prevention um the gardeners 
everyone, everyone. Uh, and 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 I think you 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 said it. It's it's all about empowering. So tell us about what you're responsible for as the chief of loss prevention and kind of your role and and what you're over. Sure. Uh, well, um, our our role as a, a chief loss prevention um, globally, really, but in, in my role here, uh, we 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 have a, a rather large building. <laughs> um, we have our residents living here, so my role is protecting uh, the residents. Uh, protecting uh, for any damages for for the building, uh, protecting the, uh, all the associates, any visitors, any vendors, anyone who walks in in our uh, in our building. Um, now, the the beauty of uh, the Ritz Carlton is we can assist in other departments. It's not just you know, this is my department and I will not assist somewhere else. I, I will go and help other ladies and gentlemen if I have to, you know, uh, or, or if I see that they need assistance, I will, I will offer myself doing it. And and again, we're going back to the same words before, empowering. Yeah, it's really interesting, you know, because you think about, it's not like a dichotomy of thought, right? But it's like, you know, sometimes loss prevention has to do you know, internal investigations and, you know, things like that. And so, you know, it's, it. I'm, I'm assuming and would love to hear your comments on it. It's that, it's that you have to probably handle things a little differently in that kind of climate when you're, you know, have such respect and empowerment for your associates. I mean, how does, how do you balance that? Well, um, I'm, I'm, that's a great, great question because, um, when I was in the prison service, that's that's easy. It's, you know, you're a prison officer, you need to be strict, you need to be disciplined, uh, you need to be, you know, extremely serious. It's high risk. Now, uh, you're taking me away from the prison service and you are now placing me in one of the most beautiful, luxurious brands ever, so now, as a loss prevention, you're asking me to combine uh, this discipline that I have with luxury. Now, that's an extremely difficult job to do, a security person to combine with luxury. Our aim is always, uh, yes, we get to deal with uh, different scenarios, but we always have patience. We always do it with smile and we're always trying to explain it. Uh, even if it has to take an hour, I will explain it again and again and again. Violence is a no-no. Uh, we are so against that anyway. We, we don't promote it in any way shape or form but you know sometimes if if you have someone let's say intoxicated either on alcohol or drugs uh, we might have to um, inform someone that you know okay now you you let's say they uh start a fight yeah so we, we will we will intervene and again before we will we will say to the person the gentleman or the lady I will have hands on now. I will just guide you 
outside. Let's go outside and chat uh, about it. It, it. It's about making people understanding. So um, it, it's basically it's how it's, it's managing people. That that's that's all what it is. Uh, but they need to understand from our body language. They will realize, okay, now uh, he might be Ritz Carlton, but we we kind of make our security officer a little bit upset now. So we need to make them understand that. Yeah, uh, that it's serious. But, but we'll, yeah, but we will always treat people with respect. We will not um, criticize someone. We will not judge anyone. Uh, everybody's having a bad day, you know, everyone can, it can happen that, but we will deal with it professionally, mm-hmm. you know, and make sure we will follow up and we will explain everything to them. It's as simple as that. I mean, it's not like, uh, I don't know, if you can maybe uh, say like door work in a nightclub, you know. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they, 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 my colleagues in there, they're having another, a very difficult job, you know. But we, we, we're more, you know, explaining things to them and approaching them with respect. Yeah, because you think about, you know, the the type of clientele at the Ritz-Carlton, right? That it's not, you wouldn't think it's, I don't know, just... I don't know how you say it, but it's like, it's not your, it's not the same guy that might be coming into the nightclub and it's 3am and they've had to wait too much, right? I mean, it's families, they're, they're couples, they're on vacation, you know, it's like, mm-hmm. okay, they're kind of set up for let's have a good time and not get in some raging fight. <laughs> so you, yeah. that's hopefully helpful to your team anyway, but I, you know, obviously when alcohol or other substances are involved, anything could happen. Yeah, sure. Uh, I, again, uh, it, it's it's all about managing people, talking to them. Uh, at Ritz Carlton, um, our trainers who train us, they are amazing. Inspiration. Uh, the way it's all about wording things. You know, uh, why will I make someone angry or more angry? Let's just maybe go to their level that they are at that moment, you know. Let's try to understand why they're behaving like this. And uh, you know what, Amber, 99.9% people will listen to you. Don't take it personally. And as long as the lady or the gentleman are safe back in their room or back in their residence, we are very happy about it. And then the next day we will do a follow-up with them, explain things to them if they if they want to. Uh, and if we did something wrong, uh, they can tell us and we can learn from it, you know. Um, but I never had a bad experience so far. Every, everyone I have dealt with, uh, me or my team in, in another uh, Marriott hotel, they were they were awesome that we had no issues you just explain a few things to someone uh they go oh okay uh i was in a holiday mood i'm really sorry and then that's done yeah well your point i love your point because you know that's very important when everyone's focused on kind of de-escalating which i th- i know can have many forms but 
you want to say if you can prevent the conflict before it even gets to a situation that needs de-escalating it's almost like that's where you guys have found your sweet spot is to like okay if you're showing respect and you're you know lowering your voice and your body language it's almost like those elements first and those first moments of that interaction are crucial Absolutely. Um, the de-escalation is it's, it's something I learned a lot in the prison service, and uh, thankfully I can use it also in my in this profession now. Um, it's something that you almost do every day in life uh, without even you realizing it that you're trying to de-escalate uh, everything. Is either that would be with your partner, or either that would be I don't know at the petrol station. You having an argument with maybe in in a with a person uh, that is trying to come in front of you at the purchase, whatever, and you're trying to de-escalate things up, and it's again we're coming back to the same thing. It's all about wording things. Am I going to make them angry? Why will I make somebody more angry? You know, I I want to go home safe. I want to go home back to my family, um, and. Maybe that person, <clears throat> excuse me, maybe that person at that point of their lives is going through, you, you never know what they're going through. Right. So I say never take things personally. And then because you, they, you don't know them, they don't know you. So obviously the personally uh, element of it is gone. So try to understand them. Okay. Why are they behaving this way? You know, can I can I assist you in any way? Is is anything I can say or do to make you feel more comfortable? Yeah. Do you want me to walk away? If if I can walk away, uh, I would definitely never squaring up to anyone. Um, it's difficult though for the security uh, personnel because sometimes. Uh, we might want to like, oh, I want to show them my macho. Yeah, but, the ego but, comes in. Yeah, but this, then if if you're like that, then you will never be able to work in, it's definitely for the rich culture. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you need to be able to take take on the, the, the problem and look at it as a good challenge, you know, say, okay, they're challenging me now. I'm going to, I'm going to use all my skills to de-escalate this. And you know what? Tomorrow, we're both going to be thankful for it. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like a challenge to keep it low key. You know, like it would be yeah. easy to escalate something. I mean, that's what everyone knows how to do, right? It's when you get hooked emotionally. But okay, so let's turn to a little bit to, um, obviously, you you were in law enforcement, right? And 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 that's that's an incredible background. And then you went into hospitality i'm curious like your take on you know leadership lessons because obviously having the law enforcement background and learning from all of that and then moving into the business world like and then up the chain obviously as um chief of lp here for an iconic brand like what what are some leadership lessons that you have taken um throughout your career well just being a prison officer you're already a leader <laughs> um, people think leadership um, goes equal management it doesn't, it's not like that uh, leadership can be any one of us in any profession 
so basically for me, leadership means you, you own the day. You own the issues will come to you. Uh, so if I have an issue uh, with a specific incident, let's say, um, I will own it. Um, and that's, that's part of the leadership. So rather than running to someone and say, oh, um, you know, what we have this incident, do you mind taking over? Now, does that mean because you don't know how to deal with it or is it because you're asking for assistance? Now, if, you're, if you want to ask for assistance, which is fine, uh, it's good. Um, I, this is how I learned. I asked for assistance or I watched... Um, I, I watched a group of people working and I've said, okay, I love the way he does that. I love the way she does that. Um, and I take all the good things from them, put aside the negative things that we're doing. And then I was building my myself from it. Um, leadership for me also, uh, it's part of when I was, or when I'm still doing it, working with my team. Every single day, I'm in the front, not at the back. I I try to motivate, not to demotivate. I try to uh, teach them, but I also try to learn from them. It's, it's not I know all. Uh, I have a 20-year-old officers working for us. Uh, you can learn from them. Because I'm 46, he's 20 or she's 20, and they know things that you, as a 46-year-old, I don't. So you see, every day we learn, we learn. I, I will never treat anyone like, yeah, oh, come on. Yeah. I, I do hear this a lot, and it's kind of not very nice, saying, oh, he's, he or she's only 20, they know nothing. It's not yeah. true. It's not true. Uh, we can learn from each other for sure. So that's another leadership uh, skill, I would say. Um, leadership, again, it's uh, when you're trying to assist other people, you know. So if you see a, an, a, a colleague of yours that, um, let's say they work in another department and they cannot take control some situation and you offer them your assistance, that's again leadership because you 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 kind of trying to own own the issue, but at the same time not to get brownie points, but to to be able to motivate that person that oh someone wants to assist me and I will see how they did it and then maybe next time I will do the same. Um, so yeah, leadership is is a strong word. I love that word. Um, but some people do misunderstand that word, unfortunately. And I think the, I think from what I saw before, there is a boss and a leadership, a leader and a boss. A boss, they say, shouts, and a leader is motivating and trying to get the team to to uh, to be much better, to perform the jobs uh, better. Um, and having patience with your associates, again, for me, is another thing. Uh, when they don't understand something, I try to see, right, they don't understand it because 
Is it because of me? Maybe uh, I'm saying it the wrong way. We all have different learning styles yeah. of understanding. Uh, again, that's part of the leadership. Uh, so it's not one way, and that's that. You need to be open-minded. I'm treating Amber uh, in this way because this is how she understands. I'm teaching someone else this way because this is the way they understand. Um, I love your example about providing assistance because, you know, obviously everybody has a million things going on, right? I don't think there's one person out there that's like, oh, yeah, I can handle more stuff. And I, you know, I'll just stay at the office later. But it's interesting because the way you talk about it, it's almost like many, many mentorship, like many little instances of a way you can help bring the industry along knowing that you don't, you have enough to do you have enough on your plate but this is like you're going to intentionally take a moment to help you know someone that may need it or you know I think that's really cool I was thinking about that as you were talking these little it's little instances because you're you never know what you could learn but you also you're kind of helping you know, evolve other talent, which that in itself is so cool. Okay. So in your career, what like specific, is there any challenges that you're like, man, I wish I knew then what I know now, or like, oh man, if I could go back and tell my 25 year old self as I'm going up the ladder here, like, what would it be? Anything that sticks out to you? Um, I will probably say, uh, be more patient, mm -hmm. uh, be more patient with, I, I could have done some, some of the things that I dealt with within my service, uh, a lot better. Uh, but this is how life is. We learn as we grow older. Yeah. Um, I would say patience. Uh, it's it's one of the things that I, I could have been much better, including um, not taking things personal. Mm, that's that's a tough one for sure. Yeah, that's a yeah. tough one. Yeah, because um, as you could as you can may or may not understand in in the prison service, you get. Um, you get attacked quite badly uh, w with the words. So they might say, obviously, I'm not going to mention any of these things because they're not very nice things. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, they said things for my for my children, let's say. Oh. Uh, and, yeah, it's, it's just how can someone say something like this? So I will lose my, my patience. Uh, I would take it personal, but but then I had professionals there taking me away and say, "You need to calm down. You need to not to st stop taking things personal." But it took me a few years to realize that, and and I'm now thinking of it. I'm thinking, why did I take that so personal? It was, it's just it's my job. It's kind of your job to listen to these things, you know? So, yeah, I would say patience and not taking it personal. Yeah, those are two huge ones that I think I totally am with you, you know? 
especially like when you think about wanting to like accelerate quickly. Like I know in my career, it's like, I wanted to, I saw the top and I wanted to get there fast, you know, but you're not, right. you're not like taking in and, and really learning all that you could along the way, you know, that it's like, sometimes speed is not the important part, you know? No. Yeah. yeah. And that's hard because it's like your ego wants you to be like, oh, I could be there. I could be that job. I can do that. The what you mm -hmm. don't know is all the things that job has to do that you don't even know about. Right. I, fi I find that. But um, anyway, this is not about me. <laughs> this is about you. So. I digress. Okay. Um, I always like the professional development question just because I think people come about it different ways, you know? Some people go to college, some don't, some get their certifications, some don't. Like what, what was your kind of thought process? And, and even as you were coming up the ladder, but also even today, like, cause obviously you already mentioned like being a constant learner is a super important leadership trait. So curious how you incorporate that, you know, when you were coming up the ladder, but also today. Um, I, I I I could I always have a vision always since I was I don't know from my teenage years I always had a vision and I always knew I would be in this sector that I am now always really um, it's always um, okay it's it's when I was um, growing up uh, I think I was twelve or thirteen years old. On my bedroom door, I actually wrote uh, Detective Jacobides. Yeah. That's and, awesome. and I, yeah, and I th I think my my mom still has the pictures of of uh, of this. And I I always um, it, it's just one of those things. I always knew I would be I will I will join the police or the prison. Or I will be within the security um, um, sector always. I never thought about, let's say, anything else. My parents, my parents were in in catering. They had bars, oh. restaurants. Yeah, and I I have learned that uh, that that kind of job because my dad always had to, you know, say you you need to help us out today, yeah. you know. But but again, that was a learning process because. To be a good security officer, to be a good prison officer, a police officer, you need one thing crucial: customer service. Mm. Yeah. Uh, so I was kind of lucky that I learned customer service because then I can approach people, and my my confidence was building up because I was dealing with with different diversity. I was dealing with, uh, let's say an angry customer that, I don't know, my dad cooked something wrong, <laughs> you know, and then you have to apologize and say, I'm really sorry, we're going to bring you something else. So um, so from there, I was kind of building everything up and I can't imagine myself doing anything else. It's, it's just who I am, really. Um, and I've noticed um, when I was in my... Uh, previous job within the prison service 
I am sensitive, but I was one of those guys that was not taking work home. It was very, it's, it's, it's bizarre. Uh, I had, unfortunately, I had colleagues of mine taking off sick because of a specific incidents that they were happening and quite often. Um, but to me, it was not affecting me at that point. You know, uh, okay, after when you retire, when you leave the service, you go in your head, you go, I I can't believe what I just went through. <laughs> you, <know? laughs> you don't. Yeah. It, does, it doesn't register until you have time to. You're out of that, it. You're almost like, okay, I'm safe now. I can be like, oh my gosh. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Uh, because you live in that zone, uh, day in day out, day in day out. So you go home. You work long hours. You go to your family. You go back to work. You deal with the same incident. So you're becoming a little bit of getting used to looking at not nice things every single day and dealing with not nice things or getting injured. Um, and I, I was not sensitive on it. I will be quite glad. I will, I, will, I will leave what we say, the big wall behind me, and I will go home with my kids uh, and I will be a happy man. Until the next day, I will go back to work and do it all over again. Yeah. Yeah. You're definitely dealing with a different type of person at the Ritz-Carlton than the oh. inmates, for sure. Yeah, no comparison. <laughs> it's amazing. Um, yeah. So, okay. Um, I love this question. I say that about all of them because I do. But best career advice and then followed by like maybe the word or I'll let you choose best career advice or worst career advice that you ever received. Best career advice. Or worst. Some people come with the worst, which is interesting. <laughs> well, I've, I've, I kind of had both side of things. Um, you, you know, like, like I said before to you that I always knew I would be in this kind of environment, you know. Uh, but I, I think the worst... <laughs> The worst is my mom uh, was telling me to <laughs> thank God she's not going to see the podcast. <laughs> yeah, this is funny. I've never had someone say something from their mom is the worst. I can't wait to hear this. Yeah, um, I mean, she was she wanted me to 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 take a trade. You know, uh, I don't know, be a plumber or yeah. She was saying, "Oh, son, pl plumbing, plumbing is is an amazing job." She was saying and. You know they get good. They get good, good paid, and you know they they get good money. And uh, and I was like, Mom, I, I really don't want to be a plumber. I you know okay, those days I wasn't saying uh, what I'm gonna say now, but you know I respect everyone, and yes, it is an amazing job. You know, and it just uh, wasn't for you. Yeah. yeah, but it was it wasn't it was not for me. Yeah, and she was telling me, well, wh uh, wh what are you gonna do? And I was telling her, I'm going to join the police. And she was like, why? You get shot, you get stopped. That sounds like a mother. She did want you to be safe. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, the best career advice um, is not such as uh, a career advice, but it was an advice for my career. Um, they said to me, I wanted to join a very specific um 
department within the within uh, the prison service, uh, which I, I can't discuss that right now. Um, and I, I, I asked my more senior, and they said to me uh, that you need to sacrifice your time and you need to work hard for it. And I did both and I got exactly what I wanted. And again, for that position, I had a vision for it. I could imagine myself doing what I was doing. Um, yeah. I think that's so important. You've talked about vision a lot, you know, and mm. and I, so I was a collegiate athlete and long time ago, obviously. Oh, and wow. <laughs> one of the, one of the things that they always say that we had these mental coaches come in and they're like, visualization is a huge key to seeing yourself, you know, walking off the court. I played tennis, walking off the court when winning right with the balls in, in your hand because obviously they whenever you win the person takes the balls back to the state like that's how mm -hmm. how it goes so it's interesting that you're talking about that because that was such a huge thing in my mental coaching and mental performance over the years as an athlete that most people don't translate that to the corporate <clears throat> world that that that's helpful like you're you're talking about that and and seeing yourself mm -hmm. yeah um i Vision, I never stop. So now I have another vision. You know, I know what I want to do, my next steps. Um, I don't, I'm a person who, okay, I can't control every day what's happening, but I want to know. You know, I, I, I want to know and I want to have that vision as to where, okay, Adonis, where are you going to go next now? So you, you're in the best brand in the world. You're proud. You achieved this. So my next vision, it's it's. Uh, I'm happy to say, still with that it's Carlton. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I have a vision for you know for different other things, and uh, yeah. and well, I will use. Important. Yeah, and I will use again the same, the the, the same thing, uh, sacrificing hard work, learning every single day. Uh, working maybe longer hours or um, um, studying more because we never we can never stop studying, especially in the security world. Um, it's evolving all the time. You know, criminals getting smarter, uh, so we need to get smarter. You know, I can't say, oh, I'm 46, but I don't know how to use uh, a a specific. Um, Laptop, let's say I won't yeah. name and brand, um, or I can I can find out how can I work a specific program yeah. uh, on on my computer. That if you do that, then you will you you will never progress. Yeah, you know. So you, you do need to progress if you want to stay within the security security world. Yeah, you know, which I love especially with all the technology out there, you're talking about AI, you're talking about all these things that, you know, there's national debate about theft, you know, and all of these yep. things going on. It's like, mm -hmm. you've got to stay up on all of that, but okay. So we're wrapping it up. Yep. If you weren't an LP executive, what career, and I don't know what you're going to say because you visioned this since you were young, but 
So if you weren't an LP executive, what career did you miss out on? What would you have been? Wow. Um, that's, that's a difficult question for me. Um, I think, um, you see, when I was younger, what I'm going to say did not exist. So, but uh, I love um, what we call OSINT. Uh, so it's the open source intelligence. Oh. Yeah. Um, and I will be very good at it. Yeah. Because my, my, uh, my, my gut feeling for something, uh, the eye for the detail, it's there. Um, so yeah, I, th I think I would have been pretty good on that. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Oh, that yeah. Uh, but I can't. I, I, you see, again, I went into something to do with security. Yeah, with investigations. <laughs> yeah. Detective. Um, I, I many times said to myself, "Oh, why? Why could I not just be? I don't know, a pharmacist or yeah. a teacher? You know, which again, they're amazing jobs." Um, yeah. But thinking of it now, could I be a teacher? I mean, could I be a pharmacist? I don't know. Would it be too boring for me? Probably it would be very boring. Yeah. yeah. The life I lived so far within the action world, I don't know. Um, no, I will stick to my my <laughs> career. Yeah. Well, we're glad that you are. I know the Ritz Carlton is certainly glad that you are. So, um, man, I uh, I hope to go to Cyprus. That would be super cool. And we appreciate you're more than welcome. I know. <laughs> we appreciate you stepping in the Talk LP hot seat for sure, um, and representing such an iconic brand so well. So, thank you so much, Adonis. We appreciate it, and hopefully, you'll be back. Thank you so much for having me. Honestly, it's, it's amazing. We, you know what, Amber? You're doing an amazing job uh, for contacting people like us because, um, you know, people, uh, you won't believe this, but people don't take security serious, you know. Uh, we are part of the pay cuts, oh. you know. I'm not talking about the rich culture now. I'm right. talking in, in, in general in, out there. Yes. I hear a lot of stories from from other colleagues of mine who are in the security industry. And because of pay cuts, they might have only a few officers on duty. Yeah. And that, that can be nowadays very risky. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, so, there's uh, no place for it these days. I mean, all over the world. It's incredible. That's it. That's yeah. it. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, thank you for, for letting us express ourselves. Yes. You're amazing. Thank you, oh. Amber. <laughs> well, we appreciate it. I didn't pay him to say that, I swear. But tune in to more episodes on the app, the Talk LP News app, and always follow us at Let's Talk LP. All right. Thanks, guys. We'll talk at you later. See ya.